Summer camp's right around the corner. If you work at a summer camp, then you've been preparing for this for months now. If you work at a church or some other form of youth ministry, camp is likely something that you do every year, and you maybe are just now starting to think about it, or maybe you've been planning for a few weeks. But either way, as somebody who used to live at a summer camp and served as the program director for a summer camp for several years, I've seen a lot of mistakes and I've seen a lot of things go right. And I want to give you 10 tips that if you're not already following them, they should make your summer camp experience this year a little bit easier. My name is Michael Collins. This is the Maximize Youth Ministry podcast, the podcast that exists to help you gain skill and confidence in youth ministry. Let's get right into it. The first tip I've got for you is bring the right leaders. So your camp counselors, your youth leaders, whoever it is that's coming with you to help you run this thing, make sure you got the right people. A lot of times you might have a high schooler who just got too old for summer camp but wants to come back and, and help you to lead and serve on the leadership team this year in in at camp and that is fantastic if they are genuinely willing and ready to be a leader and be a servant leader and help out i've seen too many people come back to camp too many 18 17 16 year olds come to camp saying that they want to be a leader that they want to help the camp operate smoothly When in reality, all they wanted to do was to be another camper. They wanted another year of being a camper and having fun. They were not interested in actually helping or working in any way. So if that's you, if you've got somebody, they're saying they want to come back and help, make sure that you know that they are ready for it before you say yes to that. Because having somebody who is supposed to be a leader who's acting just like another camper is not helpful at all. It slows everything down and makes camp run a lot rougher than it needs to. So make sure that they're ready if you're going to do that. And in general, with any volunteers or staff that you're hiring for summer camp, make sure that the right people. If you get people who don't actually want to do camp, who don't know what they're getting themselves into, or don't have the heart for youth ministry that you need to have to be able to keep up with these kids for a week, Uh, of summer camp, then things are going to be rough. So make sure that they know what they're getting into. Make sure you have the right people. Make sure you do background checks on all of these people. I hope that goes without saying. But if you have the right leaders, it's going to help everything go smoothly. And if you don't have the right leaders, then you're going to have a rough week. You're going to be bouncing back and forth, trying to fix their mistakes, keep them sane, keep them from just getting in their car and driving away when the kids get under their skin a little bit. Uh, And it's going to be a lot harder for you. So choose your volunteers carefully. The second tip I've got for you is to be crystal clear about expectations. Expectations both for your staff, for the camp counselors, the people who are helping you out, and for the students themselves. I suggest you put together two different meetings or orientations, whatever you want to call it, one with your staff where you go over how camp is going to run, what to expect if they've never done it before, what maybe has changed from last year, as well as how they're supposed to handle some of the common situations that arise at camp. Disciplinary problems, kids refusing to listen, kids not wanting to take a shower, trying to stay up past bedtime, homesickness, you know, what are they supposed to do when these things come up? Let them have a little bit of training That way they're not completely overwhelmed when it happens. And then also, 
have a meeting with the students, have an a orientation of some sort where you go over the rules of camp, what the expectations are. That way, when you catch a kid on the roof of their cabin at 2 a.m., they don't have the excuse of, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to be inside at night. Tip number three is to schedule every second. Don't leave any gaps in your schedule. Don't leave any chunks of time where nothing is going on, especially if your staff, if your cabin directors are new to camp, if they've never done this before, if this is only their first or second year, any kind of downtime, free time, they're not going to know what to do with it. And the kids are going to use it to get into trouble, most likely. Um, You know, the old saying, idle hands are the devil's playthings, right? If you keep kids occupied, they're less likely to do things that they're not supposed to do. Whereas if they are bored, if they have a bunch of free time, time they don't know what to do with, they're going to find some way to entertain themselves and it might not be strictly allowed or legal. So schedule every second. Make sure they're either doing something or walking from one place to another to be able to do their next activity. You don't want to have just chunks of time where nobody knows what they're supposed to be doing because everybody feels confused. Some kids are going to want to go back to the cabin and rest. Some kids are going to want to go play basketball. The cabin director has to then make that decision and some of the kids are going to be upset. It's just easier for everybody if you schedule every second of the day. Now that doesn't mean that they should be active and moving for every single second of the day, which brings us to our next tip, which is schedule a rest time. I highly suggest you schedule some portion of time in the middle of the day, usually mid-afternoon, after lunch. This is the hottest part of the day. It's when they're the most tired, typically, because they just finished eating lunch. This is a time for them to rest go back to their cabin, go to a lounge, somewhere where they can sit down and just be calm, maybe take a nap, especially if they're younger, all right? It really helps break up the day, helps them decompress slightly, and keeps their energy levels up so that they uh, don't get overly tired. Because when kids get overly tired, then they start having more and more issues. They get angrier quicker, uh, they get homesick, they get grumpy and agitated and upset so much faster. They have so much less control over their emotions and they don't realize that it's because they're exhausted, but we know that it is. So make sure you schedule some rest time in there for them to relax a little bit and just chill out and decompress, play a board game, play a card game, sit by the pool, something where they're not running at full speed all day long. And going right along with that, we have our next tip, which is be very strict about bedtime. When you start trying to get the kids to go to bed, all of a sudden everybody feels great, there's tons of energy, and nobody wants to go to sleep. But it's not true. that They think that, but they are, are actually tired. They just don't realize it because they're kids. So be very strict about when it's time to go to bed. Lights out, no more talking, stay in your bed. I know... It's tempting to let them stay up, especially if you're having really great bonding time, really great conversations about scripture, about God, about anything. And you you can use your judgment when you need to let a kid stay up longer to have a conversation or to open up about something. But 90% of the time, it's more important that they get to sleep because if they don't get to sleep, like I said, they're going to be exhausted and it's going to cause a lot more problems the next day. So the kids 
as much as you think that, oh, I want them to have a fun time at camp and be able to stay up because I don't want to put an end to this fun by making them go to bed, they will have more fun at camp if you make them go to bed on time than they will if you let them stay up all night. Because if you let them stay up, they're not going to enjoy all of the fun activities you've got planned for the next day. And so it is very important that the kids are all in bed on time. And going right back to tip number one, which is hiring the right people. If you're not in the cabin with the kids, make sure that the person you have who is in the cabin with the kids understands this, understands the need for this and follows this rule, which goes right back to make sure you have the right people for the job. Now, there's something that my father used to say all the time when he was the director of a summer camp and that I said uh, to my staff when I was the director of a summer camp, which was, be where the action is. And a lot of times, especially as the camp drags on, you would get into the end of the week, we're tired. We don't really feel like playing dodgeball for a 10th time in a row, but uh, We'd rather sit on the sidelines and talk with the other adults that are sitting over there drinking their coffee while the kids go off and play somewhere else. But you're asking for trouble and you're taking away from the kids' experience at camp. If 90% of the kids are overplaying a game, you need to be over there where they are. You don't have to be playing, although I highly recommend it, but you need to be where the action is. Your presence alone is enough to stop probably 50% of the problems that kids will have, especially with each other. So be there, be where the kids are, be where the action is. And this isn't even one of the tips that I wrote down, but play the games with the kids, even if you don't feel like it. If you play the games with the kids and act like it's your favorite game in the entire world, it'll make it 10 times more fun for them. It's hard for them to get excited about a game that they can see on your face you're not excited about because they do look up to you you're the leader, you're going to be setting the example. So if you're not getting excited about the games, the kids are going to have a tough time getting excited and wanting to play the games. Whereas if you're excited, you're in there, you're playing with them, they're going to be into it, they're going to be having more fun. So play the games with the kids. And but at the very least, be where they are, be nearby, because your presence will, like I said, stop a lot of the problems that can occur. The next tip is don't say the H word. Uh, this was a rule that I gave my staff when I was the director. Uh, the H word is homesick. We don't say homesick. We don't talk about parents a lot at camp. We don't talk about home. We don't talk about uh, anything that's going to remind the kids of how much they miss being home. Homesickness spreads like a wildfire through a cabin. If one kid gets homesick and starts talking about their parents, how much they miss home, they start crying. Pretty soon you got an entire cabin full of kids who don't want to be at camp anymore. All they want to do is go home. So we don't say the word homesick if we can help it. If a kid tells us we they want to go home, then we pull them aside away from where the other kids are. We call the parents. We do what we need to do. We handle the situation separately. But homesickness is a disease that will spread through a camp very, very quickly if you let it. So don't talk about it. Don't mention home, don't mention your, the parents, don't mention anything that's going to remind the kid uh, that they are not at home right now because for a lot of kids, it doesn't take much to trigger homesickness. Now, obviously, I'm not saying if a kid starts talking to you about their parents, you need to end that conversation immediately, but don't go and bring it up and start asking kids out of the blue about questions that are going to bring up homesick feelings. The next tip 
is keep the kids hydrated and fed. Keeping the kids hydrated and well-fed uh, can reduce a lot of problems that you're going to have. When people get dehydrated, when they get hungry, they get hangry. That's a real thing. Their mood decreases. They're, they're less able to regulate their emotions, especially kids. And it is very easy to get dehydrated and not realize it when you're at camp. So make sure they all have a water bottle. Make sure it's full. Make sure they have it with them. Make sure they're drinking it. Make sure they're eating at the meal times. All right. If you can keep the kids hydrated and keep them fed, they're going to get along more. They're going to have more fun. They're not going to have nearly as many problems as they will be if they get hungry and thirsty. That's a quick tip, but it's an important one. The next tip is to have a disciplinary system in place and stick to it. Now, I could go on about this one for a while, but I'm already kind of running long here, so I'm going to try to keep it simple. By disciplinary system, I mean kind of an, an emergency action plan, an EAP. If you've ever taken a first aid course or a lifeguarding course or anything like that, you've probably heard about emergency action plans. You probably have one for your youth ministry. You need to have one for disciplinary problems as well. Uh, if your staff, if your volunteers get into a problem, they have a problem in their cabin, they have a kid that is just refusing to listen, something that they don't know how to handle by themselves, what are they supposed to do? That's the plan. And then stick to it. The plan that we had in place at the camp where I was the director for a few years was if a cabin director had an issue that they could not handle, they would call one of the assistant directors and the assistant director would come and talk to the camper. Usually that conversation would handle it. That'd be enough. But if it didn't, if the kid acted up again, if that assistant director gets the second call, then we make a phone call home and we let the parent know that their child is having some trouble at camp and this is what the problem is, just so that they are aware of the situation. We let the parent talk to the child um, to try to get things sorted out. And then if there's a third call, if the cabin director has to make a third call to have the assistant director come down and talk to the camper, at that point, uh, we're going to send the, the child home, which is not fun. It can make us feel like we failed, like we failed this kid, this camper, like we it was our fault in some way. Sometimes, in our desire to love these kids and to minister to them, we can let them get away with too much. And the issue is, when you let a camper get away with too much after they have should have been sent home, that camper is hurting the camp experience for all of the other kids. It's not fair to let one camper who's causing problems take all of your time and attention away from the other kids at camp. But that's what'll happen if you have a camper who's causing major problems. And the, the only way to get them not to do that is you have to be with them 24-7, keep your eyes on them, give them all of your focus, and that is not fair to the other kids at camp. It doesn't have to be the same as mine. But you should have a disciplinary system in place. Your staff should be aware of what the plan is, and you need to stick to it even when you don't want to. Uh, it's, not, it's not fun to send kids home from camp, but have a rule. Make sure that everyone is aware of it, and campers included, and then stick to that rule. Because if you don't stick to that rule, then your word no longer means anything to these kids because you said you were going to do something and then you failed to follow through. So now you're t telling them that they can get away with whatever they want and nothing's going to happen. So put a system in place and stick to it. Finally, the last tip that I've got for you is when you do have a disciplinary problem, a behavioral issue at camp, 
use the tough case system. If you're new to the podcast, and you've never heard of the tough case system. It's something that I designed that I give away for free. I used it in my ministry. I use it to train my staff. And its purpose is to help you find the root of any behavior issue and correct it without damaging your relationship to that student. I give this system away for free at MaximizeYouthMinistry.com. Just go there, click on the download the tough case system for free, little link on the homepage, type in your email, and you can download it for free. Again, I really think it'll help your camp this summer. If you work at camp or if you're planning camp, make sure that you go through it with all of your staff. I know of a handful of camps that are planning to use it to train their cabin directors this summer. So go check that out if you haven't already. Thank you for listening to the show. I'll see you in the next episode. Oh, and go love some kids. I hope you enjoyed that episode. At the time of recording this, we have five reviews on Apple Podcasts and four on Spotify. I would love it if you could go and increase that number by one. It'd mean a lot to me and let me know that you are out there, you're listening, and you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening.